coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. Hey, welcome back. Another Paper Stack Snackable. Rick Allen, Brett Berkey here to drop some knowledge bombs on you. On you. Mm-hmm. A uh, Snackable is just a little... It's a shallow dive into a deep topic. We're gonna to take the uh, the top sediment, as Brett mentioned last time, and we're gonna look at it, slice it, dice it, give you the stuff we think is the most important, and give you something to chew on, and maybe put you off into a direction of research. Go look at what we talked about and go from there. So what do you got for us today, bud? The questions I have are, what are the nine exit strategies you can have with a non-performing loan? Where do you come up with this? Nine, seven, three? I just make up a number and just make you come up with reasons. All right. Well, yeah. So I'm going to talk about it. I don't know how many I'm going to come up with, but I'm going to talk about what I feel are the most important things for, um, what are the exit strategies for NPN? So first and foremost, um, I'm going to start talking about the, the quickest and the least path of, uh, the easiest path of persistence, which I feel is turning them back to re-performing loans, right? If you got somebody who's non-performing, I would ask the question, do you want to keep your house, right? Mm-hmm. Treat them like a person, get that information. Mm, you know, eight times out of 10, they'll be like, yeah, I want to keep it. I don't want to lose my home. Great, collect some money from them up front, put them on a forbearance plan, plan turn them into a re-performing loan, least amount of money out of your pocket, fastest um, time to getting money in, generating returns, pay down your principal on there, or pay down to your uh, your basis by getting some money up front. So okay. that's easy, right? Makes sense. Second one? Uh, Deed and Lou. If you feel like you're gonna have to go through this and you're, they're not gonna give the house up or they don't have money or they don't afford, uh, they don't afford it, they don't qualify, you have to go through, um, I do the Deed and Lou route. What is deed in lieu? So deed in lieu of foreclosure. So in lieu of going through foreclosure, they're going to agree to sign the house over to you. And uh, in exchange for that, you're going to forgive the mortgage and usually agree not to come after them for any sort of deficiencies or anything like that. And I like to handcuff and tie that strategy together with my next strategy, which is a consent judgment. Because sometimes whenever you're doing a deed in lieu, something pops up like there is a, a second lien or there's a... Maybe they put a roof on and there's something that needs to be closed out, a mechanics lien, or there's just, you know, all these different things, a homeowners association lien or something that could pop up. So what I do is I have them sign a consent judgment, usually for some cash, which agrees that I'm not going to come after them, but they're consenting to judgment or consenting to the foreclosure. Mm. It should fast forward it through the foreclosure process. Okay. So I do that with Dean Lou, and I have them usually sign both um, documents up front, knowing I'm going to try for deed and lieu first, but if something pops up on title, or maybe there's a consent judgment um, signed because there's a second mortgage and I'm trying to negotiate with the second mortgage, I just bundle those two together. Next one is foreclosure. You're going to have to foreclose on the property. This is just part of the business. It's going to happen. You're going to have to foreclose. So really, that ties into the next four or five things is what do you do with it once you foreclose and you get the house back? Well, resell it, right? So you can resell it to for cash to an investor. You could resell it for cash to an owner-occupant, which is very common right now. Sell it financing. Yeah, with the way, well, you could sell it for cash to an owner-occupant. You know, so there's a lot of buyers out there with cash right now, especially here in Florida. People moving down from, you know, the Northeast, they've sold their house, and they've got cash. 
So you can you can go that route. Um, you can resell it to an investor. You know, somebody who's going to do a fix and flip on this thing. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that's very common. And then shortly right after that is you can um, owner finance the property, and you can do the same thing. I can owner finance it to a home uh, owner occupant, mm -hmm. somebody who's going to live in the home, or I can owner finance it to a an investor, somebody who's going to do the fix and flip thing, or they're going to keep it as an Airbnb, or they're going to keep it as a rental. Um, no, that's pretty cool. And then finally, rental. You can rent it out. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I'm sure, you know, if you're doing the owner finance play, you can sell partials. There's a lot of things you can do. There's a lot of little branches you can go off in that, um, in that sector. Mm -hmm. But those are kind of the high-level things that, that I look at is like, look, if it's an NPN, uh, this is what I'm trying to do. And it really comes down to, look, like, what's your appetite? Do you want to own the property? Do you like to keep it as debt? And that'll kind of tell you which route you're going to go. I like it. It's good, man. So, Perfect. That was short and sweet, man. Short and sweet to the point. That's the goal, isn't it? Right. It is. Right. Cool. Well, I guess we'll see you in the next one. See ya.